Armored Bear Productions. Welcome to Not Safe for Wizards, an actual play 5th edition D&D podcast. Welcome to Not Safer Wizards, an uh, actual play D&D podcast. This is one of the prologue episodes. We'll be doing a character interview today. Uh, we'll be talking to Kayla Hawk about her character, Jade Tealeaf. Let's get started. So, Kayla, tell me about uh, what Jade was doing before she decided to become an adventurer. Well, Jade was is a halfling rogue. Um, she is the child of two bamboo farmers, and before she became an adventurer, that's pretty much all she did. She was a little farm girl. So what was it that uh, got Jade out of uh, being a bamboo farmer and becoming an adventurer? Uh, Jade came home from the market one day to find that her parents had been killed. And she was left all alone. She had nowhere to go, no relatives to go to. And she desperately wanted to find out who killed her parents and why so she did what any crazy young halfling girl would do and packed up her stuff and hit the big city to learn how to take care of herself and eventually unravel the mystery of her parents death okay all right so we kind of got a a good background idea uh but so who is jade at her core what's what's a core value to jade Jade is very kind. She is a little bit naive. She, her whole thing is 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 live and let live until you need killing. Okay, and and then she's going down the the rogue assassin path. So she's decided that some folks are definitely in need of killing. Yeah, yeah. I think she's gotten to the point where she believes that there are are things that need killing, and she tries not to. But once they do, they do, and that's what she's learning to do so she learns to do it well so for for the listener the the world that that we're playing in has a i wouldn't say a, a an extensive pantheon but a, a pretty uh diverse pantheon um does jade believe in any of the gods and goddesses she does she does as a child she had kind of that overall belief that the gods were real and they were a part of the world and um i think she's kept that into her almost adulthood she's still very young um but her views on them are changing a bit Okay. Um, and, and of the deities in the realm, is there a particular one that she has a belief in in general? Yeah, yeah, definitely Akena. Um, Akena being kind of the, the nature goddess and the, the, the goddess of, of light and life and all of those things. And she, she definitely being a little farm girl and, and all of those things definitely feels close to Akena. So in the game, I don't like it's not a requirement that the players have a voice for their characters but um it's a definitely encouraged so does uh does jade have a particular voice and, and what does that sound like 
<laughs> um, Jade, she sounds more or less like me, just kind of sped up and really happy. Um, Jade likes to talk really fast and she gets excited and everything is cool and everything is beautiful and oh my God, everything is happening at once. And she gets a little nuts and then she gets a little shy and quiet and doesn't talk for a little while. And she's, she's kind of your typical excitable, you know, kid type situation. Um, not a whole lot. I'm not really doing a lot on the way of accents with her. It's more about her cadence and her presence with her, her the way she moves her voice. Which which we've done several sessions, and, and definitely you can you can definitely hear when when Jade is excited, especially when she uh, meets new people uh, and, and when she has questions that she needs to ask, um, or there's hair to be braided. Yes, that's braiding hair is very important. So, um, so you, Jade is again, like I said, is a rogue on the assassin path. But uh, does your character have a long-term plan? I think right now her only long-term plan is finding out who killed her parents. Um, that's definitely like I think her core mission. Um, although she understands that in doing so, she's got a lot to learn. So right now her focus is more about learning as much as she can and gaining allies and finding her strengths. Okay. Um, so being an assassin, being kind of an adventurer, there are a lot of different things that can happen in, in the course of events, but are there any sort of lines that Jade's not going to cross or Jade is hesitant to cross? Well, I think that, I mean, like, there's there's the basics, you know, she doesn't want to harm kids or animals or anything like that. But I think beyond that, she's really very fresh. And I don't think she understands what lines could be presented to her. And I think that that's going to be part of her evolution and part of building her as a character is that she's going to come across these things that she hasn't even thought about that could possibly be lines for her. So I think it's going to be fun to find that out. Yeah. Um, so the, the the group has a lot of uh, different other uh, characters in it. Is there a particular character that Jade feels uh, especially close to? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, she's really she's she's really close to Lilith um she sees Lilith as a protector uh she doesn't always express it but she kind of always wants to be close and and kind of at Lilith's knee she she really likes Chase she kind of looks up to Chase like she thinks Chase is cool um definitely she's a little scared of Thorn uh. <laughs> well, that was going to be my next question was, is, is there anybody in the party that that she's scared of or nervous to be around or yeah yeah, definitely Thorn. Thorn kind of makes her nervous a little bit. Um, just Thorn is a, a dynamic, very strong, little bit dark character. And, and this is probably the first time in Jade's life that she's experienced something like that. Um, I think she's a little nervous around Orion. Uh, again, just because she's never been around someone like that before and someone as intense and, and, and kind of singularly focused as, as Orion is. Um, but I think she's learning to be more comfortable with him, and I think she will be more comfortable with him as time goes by, but we'll have to see. So um, let's, let's talk about your experience playing Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, when did you... When was the first time you played D&D? Oh, geez. Um probably a good 15 years ago at this point. I want to say 3.0-ish. Um, I was uh, 
started dating a guy who was playing D&D and I was already in theater and acting and improv and stuff like that and he said hey you might like this and he DM'd a game and became my first DM one of my dearest friends and eventually the godfather to my children so yeah it's been it's been a long time so you started back in the the, the 3.0 3.x days mm-hmm. um and then we we did continue on uh well you and i when we got together we we had a, a fourth edition campaign that ran almost four years um and now we're playing fifth edition so looking at the three four editions now that you've had experience with uh what's what's the takeaway from i guess what 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 we what we're looking at as like commonalities and what we're looking at as uh differences and and not to get in an addition war sort of situation but just to you know just the differences and and your general opinion about the different additions well i mean yeah no we don't want to get into into an addition war for sure i think they all have their merits um the one thing i think throughout them for me was just the the amazing freedom to play these these really cool characters and and bring so much to the table and so much to life through through dnd i've had some amazing characters in just about every edition since i started playing um and and oddly enough and i guess not oddly for those of you that play it it pretty much everybody kind of feels this at one point or another that you get to explore little parts of yourself as well throughout them and I think as the additions have gone on the the opportunity for role playing and the opportunity for for exploration has just gotten greater with with each edition um I was a big three five fan for a really long time um but I'm really really liking the evolution and and what has come about with with the fifth edition um being so heavy on role playing which is you know kind of my background so I I'm really having fun with this one yeah no, definitely. Um, you know, I think I think anybody who who gets into the mindset that oh, this edition doesn't allow for role play, I think is really missing out. You know, I've myself personally played across pretty much every edition, short of like the 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 original nineteen seventy four stuff, and it's always been about the role play, getting into the head of the character you're playing. Definitely. And I know, you know, in the previous campaign, our last campaign, um, you you definitely got into to Lita's head, your your half orc cleric. Um, but it's interesting to see as a DM to see, you know, I, I've I've known players where each character they play is pretty much just another version of that, you know, of a character they've played. Where I definitely see the difference between. Lita and Jade. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's definitely a big difference. In fact, Jade is is a a bigger leap from the characters that I normally play. Uh, Lita was more of the the brute that I I consistently played for a really long time, either as you know as some kind of a dwarven rogue or dwarven something. I'm I I like little stocky people, um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, the the departure into into Jade and taking her in a completely different direction has been a lot of fun and very different from from what I have played of kind of played you know big bad brawlers before. And although she's an assassin, she's definitely more about finesse. So that's been fun to learn. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely interesting to see you go from you know as uh, as you referred to previously the heel tank. <laughs> uh, I, I don't uh, I don't I don't know stabby tank. 
in, in the Mark parlance, but uh, you know, definitely she is more about the sneaking up and uh, taking advantage of uh, every opportunity to uh, dagger dagger. Oh yeah, she's definitely sting and move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she she enjoys being able to, to to hide, and I think it plays also to her. She still has a little bit of shyness in her, so she gets to kind of hide and regroup a little bit here and there as she figures out her next move. And it's it's fun, you know, because she can kind of be in the background a little bit, but then move into melee when she wants to too. Yeah, I was going to say let's not downplay the, uh, the the ferocious image of the dual dagger wielding halfling coming charging down a table making an, an exquisite leap to to deliver a, uh, a a raking shot down the back <laughs> yeah yeah spoilers um she uh she's coming up with a, a signature move there should be fun to see how often she gets to use that uh note to self stop putting tables into rooms ha <laughs> um so uh Anything anything else you any other thoughts about fifth edition or role playing or you know, for folks who maybe haven't gotten to play D D who might be interested, any uh any words of wisdom to them? Do it. <laughs> Just take a deep breath and jump in and have fun. Don't worry about whether or not you're going to make a mistake or whether or not you can remember all of the mechanics or, you know, what's going to happen if you roll poorly. Because some of the best things that have happened in games have happened because somebody has rolled poorly or made a weird choice. So just have fun. Live the fantasy for those few hours that you're at the table and forget about the rest of the world. It's one of the best therapies you can ever have. All right. Well, I want to thank you, Kayla, for taking the time to sit down and talk about Jade. Absolutely. Um, this is uh, will be the first in the series of character interviews we're going to do to introduce you to the Not Safe for Wizards crew. Uh, my name is Joseph Hawk. I am the DM, and thank you for listening. <laughs>